Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, it's far too late for this bullshit. Be tuned. Season 3, Episode 74 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw joining you today. Chase, uh, how are how are you feeling? How are we feeling at 11.36 p.m. on Wednesday night after the final of Game 4? Well, I'm not going to lie. I think, personally, I could be at, at least, if not more, than a little bit better. I, I, I feel like you'd probably be in the same boat there, too, though. Definitely could be better. Yeah. And uh, not really enjoying how, you know, any game... That I make sure to watch completely through, even if I have work the next day, just always goes to overtime. Always. Only one game this postseason that I have made sure to, you know, watch 100% of the game. Only one has not gone to overtime. Yeah, it's tough. It's annoying as shit, I gotta say. I mean, I, I watch all the full games, uh, but, you know, you I know you're waking up early, but yeah. you, you got problems. If, if you don't get eight hours, uh, you, you even sacrifice only get like seven hours during the work week sometimes. Yeah. And if you get less than that, you're just a little cranky boy. So, I, you know, I, I get it. Um, but it's yeah, not it's, cranky boy. It's <laughs> I can't function. A little cranky boy. But, yeah, it's 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 definitely tough the, the way that the way that she seems to work out like that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, your brain's functioning enough right now. Apparently, you're not too tired. You, you know, we, we type in our, our little intro line there. We, we typed it out. You even ad libbed. You threw the far in there when you didn't write that out. So clearly, oh. your, your brain's still functioning. So, so you don't need sleep. You're good. Yeah, I'm doing all right right now. I uh, was able to talk to the boss. Got my 7 a.m. shift pushed back to eight. So you. got a little. Gonna get a little bit of extra sleep because, I mean, let's be honest. No one really wants to listen to a show that doesn't have the most up-to-date news, especially on the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, if we just came to the the viewers, the listeners, with Game 3 recap, like, come on. Maybe poppycock. Yeah. So I had to make sure that we were able to watch Game 4 completely through, uh, be able to talk about that. And, man, this is going to be tough. Down 3-1 in the series. Uh, we'll talk about game three and game four, but looking forward, it's it's kind of hard to feel too confident. We're going back to Colorado down three one, so 
It's going to be a tough one, but I guess we should just hop into the game previews before we talk about what we should expect going forward. The game reviews. I mean, game reviews. Yes. Sure. Uh, see, I'm not I'm not functioning no, that well. <laughs> no, you already dropped off. Uh, game three, this was obviously the best game of the series for the Tampa Bay Lightning. A 6-2 victory against the Avs. Darcy Kemper pulled in this one. It was dominance when it came to 5-on-5. Five five. Again, special teams doesn't look great in this one. But because of how good our 5-on-5 five five play was, it really wasn't an issue. Yeah, 5-on-5 five five was good. Vassie played well. Um it, it all combined for a, a pretty good showing by Tampa. Um, I don't think Colorado played like bad by any means. It just it wasn't Camper's night, and um, Tampa played how we expect them to play, how we were kind of used to them playing. So all that combined it ended up being a pretty good effort. Um, it was good to see a, a rebound of you know those first two games uh, going going to this, and it was it was definitely um, nice to see. But I was hoping that this was gonna you know carry a little more momentum into Game Four, which. Right. Um, you know, to start it did, but we'll, I know we'll move on that onto that in a minute. Um, just, just to talk a little bit more about this game. Um, you know, it, it was good to see really, in my opinion, I, I thought, you know, everyone's engaged in, in the playoffs and in, in the finals. Don't get me wrong, but it seemed like everyone on Tampa was just like, had, had the next level, like above mm-hmm. their, above their game in game three. Everyone was stepping up to the plate. You know, we, we had Nick Paul and Corey Perry goals. Uh, you know, we, we, we had, Guys, you know, line one through line four, D pair one through D pair three, all stepping up and doing what they needed to do. It was a good effort. Yeah, and it's been a while since we saw big production out of the guys like Corey Perry and Nick Paul. I mean, we talked about them through the first two rounds. Uh, These were guys stepping up for our team. And the biggest moment in the first series against the Toronto Maple Leafs, it was Nick Paul that took us to the promised land, took us to that second round. So um, they were a little bit quieter through the New York series and this one, and then bam, we get to see him on the score sheet in game three. I just remember, I do have one thing to say about this game three bullshit. Okay. So uh, before the game, I'm like, you know, I, I felt very confident about Tampa in this game. I truly did. Mm-hmm. So I bet them to be the winner of all three periods. So they did score at least one, go- one goal more than Colorado scored each period. First two periods, no problem. But then there was no goals in the third period. So the plus like 2000 bet that I hammered. Oof. All they needed was just just one goal to squeak in past Francis in, in the third period. It didn't happen. Mm. So that, that, was my, that was my one gripe with the game. Yeah, uh, that sucks. Yeah. But I was telling people at work that I think whoever wins game three wins game four. Colorado comes out, wins game three, series is over. Yeah, we would have just stopped. We wouldn't have yeah. podcasted. We just called it, called it, right. called it a career. Uh, it would have been... Hey, welcome to the uh, the Prospect Show. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Prospect Pod. Um, but... That didn't happen. Um, I said if, if Tampa wins, then it's going to be a, a 2-2 series going back to Colorado. It looked great to start game four. Tampa, obviously the most dominant team in the first period here. Uh, I think what were shots, 12-3 to three or 12-4 to four or something like that um, by the end of the first? Or was it, it higher? It was 17-4. to 17-4. to four. Yeah. So, it was dominance. And then, I don't know, something changed. It, just went, it went down from there. Second period was a bit of a flipperoo, 17-9 in favor of Colorado. Yeah. Um, and then third third period, you know, despite us out shooting Colorado 10-6, it still didn't feel like our period. No, it did and not. And then the overtime happened. Yeah. Uh, Vasilevsky, phenomenal. First thing to take away, when you're looking at Tampa, looking for some bright sides, 
Vasilevsky was phenomenal this game. Uh, so many moments where the team, like, what are you doing? In the third period alone, they had 16 defensive zone turnovers. That, it, like, they should have lost. They shouldn't even gotten to overtime. But Vasilevsky bailed them out so many times. And the ridiculous thing is, too, both goals that they scored in, in regulation, like, how, what the hell is he going to do about it? They're, yeah. They're, they're both ridiculously funky bounces. Incredibly just, fluky. Just worked out in favor of Colorado. And, you know, that's what it takes sometimes. Like, I'd be lying if I said Tampa just willed and skilled over everybody the last two playoffs. No, they, they got lucky breaks. They got lucky bounces that mm-hmm. you have to to be a winning team. And right now, that's just what's happening for Colorado. They're playing better in a lot of aspects. They're getting those bounces, and it's showing that, you know, maybe right now they're the more deserving team to win. Yeah, and it stinks because yeah, it just... As, as podcast hosts, this is not a feeling that we're used to. And it's not. That's for sure. You know, two years doing the Bolts broadcast, and those two years have gone very successful for us. And, and don't, don't get me wrong, this year has been successful. Right. Not, you know, not quite to the level. And it still can be. It's still That's the nice be. thing. Um, I do want to say special teams, again, atrocious in this one. Atrocious uh, is too generous of a word. Great job blocking shots. I got to say, Eric Chernak, just phenomenal job. Unfortunately, he got a little beaten up with uh, a block shot. Didn't see the second period. Came back for the third. Very briefly went back to the locker room towards the end of the third. Um, so we're hoping that he's back for game five over in Colorado. He's playing. But... I mean, special teams was atrocious. Towards the latter half of the game, the refs really got bad where they were just missing a bunch of calls on both sides. Not you know, not just Tampa. I'm not saying that this game uh falls strictly, you know, on the refs or anything, but the refs just kinda let everything go. And um I think maybe it seemed like more calls went in favor of Colorado than they did Tampa. I think the refs were looking at it like, oh, Tampa's special teams are so bad. We're not going to give them these calls because they're not going to do anything. Maybe. Dude, I I just... I... It infuriates me <laughs> that these are, these are the best refs yeah. in the league determined. And, like... Maybe they were sparing Tampa. I don't know. But, like, the shit was so blatant. Yeah, there was, uh, what, three or four? There was two trippings, one on each team. And then you had the... Ross Colton just getting yeah. rammed yep. from behind. And all three calls were directly in the referee's eyesight. Like, yes. like, like not even like the linesman. The referees, the guys wearing the orange bands were just eyes locked. And it was legit, like, maybe a meter away for all of them. Like, the, the ref. Why the hell did you choose a meter? We're in the U.S. Three feet? The right. yard. Okay, then three point, three feet or whatever it is. <laughs> Why did you choose a fucking meter? Because they weren't. They Use weren't. A measurement. <laughs> oh, I'm trying, I'm trying to laugh while I can because. Everyone knows what a meter is, Chase. It's just, it's hilarious. You didn't know the exact measurements. I don't know either. Um, It's over three feet. It under four feet. Fair. I don't know. It is. I don't, it very well could be. I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to prove you wrong real quick. I. I never said you're wrong. I said, I don't know. No, I know, but I'm just going to prove you wrong. So get ready for it. I'm, How much is a meter in feet? 3.28 feet. Okay, good for you. So bam. All right. And anyway, um, yeah, it, 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 it was just like right there. It, it was a little ridiculous that they weren't called. Um, 
both ways. Like it wasn't just one side. It wasn't um, just the other side. It was, it was both sides. I I'm all for letting, you know, let, let them play. Let let the game take care of itself as much as you can. But when there's blatant trips or blatant hit from behinds or just mm-hmm. blatant anything going on in the game, like you got to call it. Yeah. Uh, this one though, not gonna blame it on the refs whatsoever because I'm going to. It makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, but the the <laughs> breakdown in our own zone in front of Vasilevsky was atrocious. Um, you and I talked about it while it was happening, but Brandon Hagel. Maybe one of the ugliest shifts we've seen out of a Tampa player in a long while. Um, he eventually is able to get off the ice, but it was a whole five-man change, and that led to an Azeem Kadri one-on-one is able to beat the defenseman and able to beat, I think it was Sergachev, able to beat Sergachev and able to beat Vasilevsky for the game winner. Yeah, it was a, that was a tough shift for Hagel. Kind of a tough game. Ever since he came, you know, Really, ever since he came over to Tampa, he's been underwhelming. Kind of had a feeling something like this was going to happen. You know, he was a bit of a surprise in Chicago. Um, you know, he was looked at to be an NHLer, but not to the level that he was when he was in Chicago. He was he was playing above kind of his expectations. Sure enough, you know, we, we pay the price, make the move to get him, and he just kind of underwhelmed. And you know, had had some had some good moments, had some whatever moments, and that's kind of what the playoffs were. Ever since he came back from his injury here in in the playoffs and the Cup Finals and stuff, uh, he's just it's really not. He just doesn't look like he belongs. He's really been struggling, and you know, this game those shifts weren't any different. You know, he's not the sole reason that Tampa lost or anything like by any means. It's it's a whole team effort, but it's disappointing just not see him stepping up a little more where. You know, we see a guy like Nick Paul who has stepped up and played a lot mm-hmm. better. You know, he's getting scoring chances. He's doing the right things. Um, we were hoping – I was hoping for a little more from Hagel. I know you were as well. I know yeah. a lot of Tampa fans are too. So, hopefully, you know, we got game five coming up. Maybe he can figure something out. Maybe he, he can get hot. Maybe he can help drop some offense because uh, you, you got to win three straight here now. You, you don't have any wiggle room. Yeah, absolutely need it. Uh, NHL.com currently advertising – Tampa Bay Eastern Conference champs gear. Do they know that we don't want that yeah, shit? Who the hell wants that? If you're if you're listening to us and you're buying that, you need to go return it because we because we 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 settle for Stanley Cup championships and that's it. Exactly. We are champions on this podcast. You listeners are champions. <laughs> exactly. All right. What do we expect for these next couple of games? So Friday, eight p.m. game in Colorado. I think this is our hardest test. They're back home. They've got the the momentum, you know. This is this is a really tough one. It's it's not going to be easy. Um, I'm not going to lie though. If Tampa wins this game, how do they lose? Feeling a little better. How how do they lose the next two if they win this game? This this is the hardest game they will play all season. It's it's not even a debate. Yeah, everything uh, you know on the line here, and. You got to recognize you win this, and you oh shit, I got to go win two more. So that's what makes this game so hard. But it's doable. I, we, we've seen teams come back from three to one. It's it's not like it's some impossible thing. It's mm-hmm. very difficult. It's very rare, but it, it's definitely doable. And if there's a team that you want to believe that can do it, it, it is this Tampa Bay Lightning team. It's a you know very good roster. Some people were talking about oh maybe this team's better than the last two championship teams, which I didn't agree with, and I think we're kind of seeing that right now. Um, but it, it, it's not going to be easy, especially with all the hockey that's been played over. The last three, four years, you know, for a lot of these guys on this team, uh, you know, between the last three seasons for the main group of players and then, you know, even Patrick Maroon going on that cup run with St. Louis before, like all these guys, they've played a lot of hockey, not a lot of breaks. It, it's tiring, you know, 
It's like Capocacco, his rookie year, he went like going into the season, he went like 19 months without a break from hockey, playing some sort of hockey every single month. And he didn't look very good as a rookie. You could tell he was tired. You could tell that he was struggling from where, where he was in Finland. And I think it set back his development and playing that much hockey in that kind of type of time span, it, it wears you down. And it, it kind of just feels like it's what we're seeing because as these games seem to go on and on and on, it just Tampa's looking worse and worse and worse. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I know John Cooper and, and the players have come out and said, we're not going to use that in, as an excuse. Uh, you know, we're going to no, keep going fair. for it. And I think that this game five, obviously very crucial, but if there's a team that can do it, and more specifically, a coach that can implement exactly what he wants to see out of the guys, it's going to be John Cooper and the Tampa Bay Lightning because just the way he was able to turn around from a 7 nothing loss in Colorado to come out and look like an absolute dominant force when it came to 5-on-5 five five play in that Game 3, man, that felt so good. And I thought there's no way we don't continue to use that momentum going forward. And I don't know. There was just changes that Bednar made. And that Colorado team that was so fast, so aggressive, we saw them yet again, and it was tough to handle. So Game 5. Going to be very exciting to look forward to. It's a game that simply has to be won. Season is on the line. There's no more mistakes that can be made. Got to win three straight from here on out. But that's going to do it for the first half. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, just a couple news pieces about coaches, and then we're also going to be looking at the awards that happened on Tuesday night's NHL award show. We'll be right back. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, a couple pieces of news when it comes to coaching. The Florida Panthers, uh, they go with Paul Maurice, who formerly stepped away from the Winnipeg Jets. Um, interesting decision to get rid of a, a very good coach in Brunette. Yeah, you know, when I look at my team that uh, just scored the most goals in the league by mm-hmm. a pretty decent margin. Won the President's Trophy. Won the President's Trophy. Um, was in a good position. Uh, you know, when, when I when I see that, I think, you know what, Andrew Brunette? You suck. Mm-hmm. I am moving on from you. And instead, we just get a recycled head coach, which I like Palmer Race. I think he's a good coach. So it's not like it's, I don't think it's a bad hire. 
But Brunette was, you know, even if he was an NHLer, it was still a fresh face in the coaching scene, especially in the head coaching scene. Someone who did some good things with Florida. I mean, he he helped this helped this team play some damn good hockey. Helped Huberto set records in the NHL. And now he gets to move on or has to move on. I saw Florida did offer him something where like a significant role with the organization, whatever the hell that means, whether it's front office or assistant coach, whatever it is. I hope he does not take it. Yeah, for real. And he goes and head coaches somewhere else and helps me better. That would be hilarious to go laugh at little brother like that. They offered on my, uh, a, I just say trainer, I guess. I, I wanted to do the, the people that clean all the jerseys and stuff and the job. Equipment manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They offered him equipment manager. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Andrew Brunette, finalist for the Jack Adams, too. Yeah, so, no, he gets the can, though. Like, you know, Julian Breesbaugh, he, he just, you know, he was the jam of the last two cup winning teams. He's up for a jam of the year. He should get fired. If we true. don't win this series, can him. Done. Great point. Done. Shouldn't be allowed to work in hockey ever again. All right, let's not talk about Jay Woodcroft uh, over with the Edmonton Oilers as he gets a three-year contract. Uh, you like the move? Yeah, I do. I, they played a lot better when he took over. That's for sure. And he did everything to deserve this. Um, it, it's... You know, it's a tough team to coach in Edmonton because you've got a couple star guys and the drops off pretty quickly. But I think they did pretty well this year. Um, they're getting closer and closer to where they need to be, and I think Woodcroft could be the guy to do that. It seemed, you know, seemed to work pretty well. Um, you know, as well as it could in the playoffs with terrible defense, terrible goaltending. They still got to the third round. They still played well in the regular season. So, I, you know, I'm a fan of this move. Yeah, I think it's a good move. Um, I just looked up their GM, wanted to see if it was still Ken Holland. It is. It is still Ken Holland. It is still Ken Holland. Uh. Probably going to go down as one of the best GMs of all time with what he did with the Red Wings, but uh, shouldn't. he's been struggling over the last couple of years, uh, ending with Detroit and coming over to Edmonton, not really been able to find his groove anymore. You know, as a lifelong you know Detroit Red Wings fan growing up, of course, it's my favorite team. Um, you know, I witnessed what Ken Holland did with my own eyes and thought, wow, he was great. But then as I get older and start realizing, I understand the business of hockey a lot more. Understand the business of sport a lot more. And I just realized all he did was get a bigger paycheck than everyone else. Like the Illiches gave said, here's this money. We're going to give you double the money that every other team is giving. Go ahead and, and go acquire these guys. And they were phenomenal underneath him. Um, pre-salary cap. Post-salary cap, they were able to, you know, to benefit off of winning a couple of championships. They were able to, look, we won these championships coming on cheap deals. They got some guys in some cheap deals, traded some draft picks to get some other guys, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, it caught up very quick, and the Red Wings dropped hard, and that was kind of Holland's doing. So I, I don't—he's not a bad GM by any means, but like, you know, at times I was thinking like this guy could be—maybe he's one of the best GMs of all time. I—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm definitely backbuttoning on that one. <laughs> yeah, he's—he's uh, he's, no—he's um, no Julian Breezeball. Right, right. I mean, I don't know if you know <laughs> the boat should—the boat conversation should come up yet, but yeah. I think that uh, the Edmonton Oilers would greatly benefit from bringing in a new face at that position. Because Evander Kane move, great. 13 goals in the playoffs. Looked awesome next to McDavid. How Uh, about the uh, Duncan Keith move? Yeah, I was was like, uh, what other moves have they made that really benefited them? The Darnell Noose, the Darnell Nurse um, extension, you know? Yeah. yeah. um, Like $10 million. Um, Zach Hyman. Getting slightly hey, low. Zach Hyman well had 11 goals. Hey, well, in playoffs, don't get me wrong, but, you know, a bit, bit, bit of an overpay. 
Hey, he did get Nuge on a good deal though. Nuge's only like getting paid like five or six million bucks a year for like eight years. That's a good deal. Mm-hmm. But he tried. He was like, you know what? It's a great idea. Let's have Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen as our two goaltenders. That is That's a great. great. Idea. Yeah, especially when uh, you let up a hundred and eighty foot goal. Is that is that the right number? I, I thought it was one eighty three. Sure. Regardless. Either way, uh, let's not move into our. Award winners, starting with the Hart, that's Austin Matthews. The Norris goes to Makar, the Vesna, Shesterkin, the Calder, Cider. I know usually we would do, you know, one by one or whatever, but it's late. I want to go to bed, so I just wanted to run through it. What are your thoughts? Any any surprises here? There shouldn't really be any too big of surprises, except for maybe you could argue the Hart and the Norris. Yeah, I would have voted for Shesterkin for the Hart. Um, I think Makar for the Norris is fair. I could have understood an argument for Yossi or Hedman as well, but um, I, I'm Makar would have been my vote. Cider, Shesterkin for Calder and Vesna, uh, like 1,000%. Those, those are the guys. But if you just look at Shesterkin's numbers, um, his numbers this year compared to Carey Price's Hart year, like they were better any year where there was more scoring. So I don't really know how. You don't vote for that when it was very clear that the only reason the Rangers even sniffed the playoffs were because of him. So uh, he would have been my guy um, for the MVP because without him, the Rangers were nothing this year. Like they had talented players would get me wrong, but if like Gorgiev had to play all those games, it would have been a lot different. Yeah. And then uh, the James Norris with Yossi getting the first, the most first place votes, a little bit surprising to see Kale McCarr still squeak it out um, just very slightly, but Kale McCarr is the much better defenseman. And is equal as a scorer. Sure, Yossi had more points this year, but as an actual defenseman, like it's not even close. Kamikar is a significantly better player. And it, it drives me crazy that the Norris has become just like such a points driven award, which it's fair. It's, it's a big part of the game nowadays, but there's more to playing defense, playing the defensive position than, you know, scoring points. There's a lot more to it. And Makar is definitely better in that aspect. If they want to have an offensive, like, I, I don't want I don't want to have so many awards and just make make it like so watered down. But like have an offensive defenseman of the year awards and then just like a flat at defenseman of the year award. I, I I'm good at that. McCarr also a lot more help though. Because Nashville kind of a stinker. They always got good D. Uh, I mean, go, go they ahead, did. Go ahead, Sam McCarr's overrated. I'm not saying Kale McCarr. No, 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 you're saying it. You're saying it. No, I'm not. No, and I'm cool with him winning the James Norris, but I think that there was a reason that. Roman Yossi had uh, more first-place votes. And that's because the Swiss sensation is exactly that, sensational. But the Canadian um, caveat. All right, hockey <laughs> name of the day. Let's now send it over there. Uh, Sebastian Walfredson. Yeah, Sebastian Walfredson. Isn't Nailed that the one? Sebastian Walfredson. Um, yeah, so Seabass, as, as, oh, as I like to call him. I like that. Um, 23-year-old defenseman from Sweden. He is currently playing in the Hockey 10, which is the third pro league there in Sweden. Uh, was at one time on Central Scouting's list in 2017. Um, you know, one time was looked at as a, as a potential prospect, never drafted. Um, this last season, he played for 36 games in the Hockey 10, six goals, 12 assists, 18 points from the blue line. He'll be back there this season. Uh, solid, you know, solid little player. He played at the uh, World the World Junior 18s and the 17s as well. So he's got some international experience, but not really someone that I'm expecting to see too much more in the international circuit going forward. I like the name, though. Seabass, great nickname, and Walfordson always reminds me of Danny Alfredson, baby. Yeah. So that's going to do it for the show, though. I want to thank you so much for coming out. Uh, sorry we couldn't bring you a little bit more positive news on your Thursday morning. But, you know, it, uh, it, 
and to make it everything worse, like my I've been my allergies have been so bad, my my throat just kills from all the drainage I've been swallowing. I'm 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 sure everyone is loving hearing this. Just about your drainage. Yeah. You know, just it just it just when it rains it pours, man. I guess so. That's a song. Yes, it is. It's also a very long, like living, lasting quote. It's not like a it's not a something that that was that was. No, I think it was him. only because of the song. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Then I must be mistaken. Well, I'm gonna do the outro now. Okay, sure, sounds good. All right, it's always fun. Thank you guys for listening. Go check us out on Patreon if, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Podcast. It's at Bolts Podcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Right at, while you're at it, go follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Make sure to go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts on the network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you listen, if you rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN with separate DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.